Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. Did you know that there is a human energy crisis that we're in the middle of right now? I'm going to explain that in more detail, but I want to start with just a simple statement. People are complex and very dynamic, and events in our lives, events in our world impact us in a variety of different ways. If you've ever led a group of people or a team of people, you probably have experience, probably deep experience in different personalities, the ways people behave in different situations. uh, And you know what challenges can be when you're trying to lead a group or a team of people. And we've all done that at some point in our lives. Sometimes just leading ourselves can be a real challenge. I'm going to share some insights that are kind of serious and may seem a little bleak, um, but I'm sharing them because there's an important awareness that we can gain by looking at this information and doing something about it. Just because something is a certain way right now or it's headed in a certain direction does not mean that we can't change the trajectory. And that's the whole point. There is hope. While there's a lot of uncertainty in our world, there are things we can do for ourselves and for other people that prepare us to face the challenges ahead. First, we have to understand people and what's impacting people. So let's dive into that. The secret to understanding people is to understand the state of their heart. In this context, that means the emotional environment they're living in and operating from. Too many people discount the importance of emotions in our lives. I see it all the time. Why do they do that? Here's what I've learned. They're not comfortable. They're a little fearful. They're a little anxious. They worry about how focusing on emotions might somehow create a loss of some kind. You know what the funny part of that is? Notice that the drivers for people to discount the importance of emotions are emotions themselves. Discomfort, fear, anxiety, worry. Those are all emotions. So we know from science that leveraging both your rational mind and your emotional mind will give you the best outcomes. Our emotional environment is directly tied to our ability to thrive. And there's no question about that. Now, the more logical minds among us may want more proof of that. Here's where I'm going to share some new research that will give you some insight 
into what we're talking about. The World Economic Forum Future of Work Report identifies eight emotional intelligence skills on the list of the top 10 skills that need to be developed for 2025. Basically, we have a gap in emotional intelligence skills in the world today. Here's another new bit of information. The world is facing a human energy crisis at home and at work. Well-being scores continue to decline. Rates of burnout, social isolation, and emotional detachment are at all-time highs. These issues are especially concerning for a younger generation. Those younger generations are really struggling right now. This comes directly out of the State of the Heart Report by Six Seconds. And if you'll go to the website, eqfit.org, and go to the blog, all of these articles, the links are in the blog for all of these articles. And the, and the blog itself is called The Human Energy Crisis. Here's another bit of research. In 2020, our society concluded that sickness and potential death by coronavirus must be stopped at all costs. You know, we all lived through that, right? The United States subsequently shut down a 20-plus trillion dollar economy, bankrupting countless small businesses and closing schools. All of this combined to put employees, families, and kids in an unimaginable state of uncertainty. This new state of uncertainty grinds the life out of people a little bit every day. That's a recent article by Gallup. It's called The Mood of the World. Here's another piece. In 2020, Gallup found that roughly 7 in 10 people are struggling or suffering in their lives. 70% of the population. Here's the next one. Microsoft Work Trends Report found that over half of employees, 53%, say they are more likely to prioritize health and well-being over work than before the pandemic, particularly parents and women. Kind of makes sense, right? And there's going to be some stress around that. When the well-being doesn't match up, only one in four companies, according to employees, only one in four companies are addressing the well-being and balance needs of people, of employees, to any significant degree, but the people asking for that are far, far greater percentages. Here's another piece of information out of that Microsoft Work Trend report. More than half of managers, 53%, report feeling burned out at work. Stop and think about that just a minute. Over half of the managers in the workplace are experiencing burnout. This is pretty concerning, right? It should be. 
The data is clear. People are struggling. Mental health issues are rising at an alarming rate. All of this impacts people's lives and their work. So what do we do about it? Well, just for a minute, let's stay focused on burnout. I'm looking at a graph that shows burnout levels for different generations from 2018 to 2022. And boomers are doing pretty well, but there is an increase in burnout. Millennials are not doing too well. There is a huge increase in burnout. Gen Xers have a significant increase in burnout during that time frame. But Gen Z, a massive increase in burnout. So of all those generations, only the boomer generation is somewhat close to where they were in 2018 in the rate of burnout in people versus the other generations. This is a huge red flag. All the generations are experiencing greater burnout, but younger generations are feeling it more. This is creating a human energy crisis. Let me explain that a little better. There's something called the energy exchange that when you wake up in the morning, you have 100% of your energy to spend. But immediately, when you start to become aware of things when you wake up, you start to layer on your brain things that you're concerned about, worried about, that you need to take care of, whatever it happens to be. And that's short-term, long-term. It's all of the above. Energy goes internal first to deal with all of those things. Whatever is left over can go external. So now let's take this back to thinking about the difference between 2018 and 2022. In Well, and we're in 2023 now, so let's just add to that. In 2018, it was pre-pandemic, pre-war. I mean, we currently have a war going on in Israel and surrounding Middle East countries right now. There There are shortages in supply chain still, even in 2023, but especially during the pandemic years, businesses shut down went out of business, went bankrupt, employees lost their jobs. In a period of about 24 months, some 30 to 35 million people changed jobs, looking for a more fulfilling place to work. The whole virtual workplace has exploded. Bottom line, the uncertainty at this point is so much greater than we've ever seen before. And the old models and the old ways of doing things are simply not working as well as they used to. But a big part of that is because we're living in a new world, in a very different and a changed world. So let's get back to this this human energy crisis. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from, remember I talked about the state of the heart of someone? 
meaning their emotional environment. The emotional environment we live in is the one we choose. Let me explain. The initial emotions we have about something that we experience are fairly short-lived. It's what we choose to hold on to that creates our emotional environment. And let me give you an example. Maybe this will help. If we have an event that negatively impacts us, every time we relive that event in our minds, we generate similar emotions to when we first experienced it. If we do this enough, we create a pattern or a neural pathway that just gets reinforced. And the stronger that pattern is, the more difficult it is to change. So, for instance, let's take job loss. If we consistently focus on the actual loss of the job itself and the emotions we have there, and we keep revisiting that event over and over and over, what we're doing is strengthening a cycle of emotions that generally keep people stuck and definitely hinder forward movement. So we can choose to stay in a pattern like that, or we can choose to focus on something different. No, it's not easy to do when something impacts us negatively, but it can be done. Here's the catch. We can choose a more positive and productive emotional environment when we have the right tools and the right skills to do that. This is where EQ comes in, or EQ skills, emotional intelligence. Let me share a story with you. I was coaching a young professional recently who was struggling with burnout and a lack of engagement and lack of energy. She shared the things in her life that were draining her of energy. When I asked her to share what she was feeling about each of those things, the actual emotions, she had to name those emotions for me. She really struggled to be able to do that. Well, that's a basic EQ skill to be able to name your emotions and understand how they impact you. So we talked through it and we started to define some of the emotions she was having. Then we were able to explore the impact of each of those emotions on her. As she became more adept at naming her emotions, she was better able to navigate them instead of simply staying stuck in them. She began to understand that the things that were draining her energy and focus were not really the primary problem. It was allowing herself to stay in a non-productive pattern by constantly reliving the emotions that were the source of the drain. We worked on a few ways to reframe her thoughts, navigate her emotions, and create a more agile and resilient mindset so she could attain better outcomes and reduce the amount of drain she was feeling. She's doing a lot better now. She's come a long way and she's put a lot of good effort into making that happen. And this is how you grow EQ skills.
So let's go back to this human energy crisis we're having and figure out what can we do about it. If we understand that the emotional environment we live in is what is either going to give us energy or drain it away, and then we can understand how to impact that emotional environment that we're living in, then we have the opportunity to do something about it. This is a real thing. And I could go on and quote study after study, research all kinds of different sources that are pointing directly to this. But let me just appeal to your common sense. I'll bet if you looked around right now, you'd see a lot of this happening. We may not think about it in our busy lives, but there is an underlying and increasing current of stress and anxiety that's happening. If we understand that, that's the warning sign to pay more attention and to do something about it. Here are some practical ways to start that process. Number one, slow down, listen, and observe. To yourself, to other people. Take the time to observe the state of the heart in yourself and in other people. What emotional environment are you living in and operating from? And the same goes for other people. That's actually practicing empathy when you're doing that with other people. Technically, it's practicing empathy when you do it with yourself. Because to really understand where you are, where someone else is in their emotional environment or the state of their heart, that's where it comes from is taking the time to listen, observe, and really understand things from that perspective. The next thing you can do, and this is really simple, and there are great ways to do this, grow your emotional intelligence skills, your EQ skills. Grow it in yourself, grow it in other people. And we're offering three free videos. I'll I'll put the link in the notes below. We're offering three free training videos on how to develop EQ skills. I think this is so critically important right now. Here's something else you can do. Don't get stuck in old ways of doing things that are not productive for you or for other people. They don't work well in our changing world. If they're working well for you, don't throw them away. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're getting to the point of diminishing returns when it comes to using some of these patterns and pathways and models that you've used in the past, then look for something new. Be open to new ideas and new models. The stress and anxiety in our world are at all-time highs. Individual energy is declining along with engagement levels, and innovation. Those are critical elements to being able to be successful and and to thrive in life. And those are the things that we need the most now, and they're declining the most right now. It doesn't have to be the new norm to stay where we are or to continue this downward trajectory. We can change it. It'll take effort and it'll take new ways of thinking but we know what those ways are. 
we know that emotional intelligence skills, if we grow them, like going to the gym and working out and growing muscle and, and getting stronger, that's what we need. There is hope in all of this. I said there was hope and there is. We know the challenges. We know the solutions. Now we need to know people better. Think about the people you know. If you had to place them in one of two categories, either stressed or non-stressed, which category would you place people in? What percentage of those people are in which category? Where are you in all of that? Unfortunately, my guess is most of the people you put in the stressed category. All the research points to that. So many things in life are out of our control. However, our emotional environment, the state of our heart, is not one of those things out of our control. We don't have control over the circumstances in our life, but we do have control over how we choose to live our lives. Will bad things happen? Yes, unfortunately they will. Will we struggle at times? Sure. But that does not mean we can't live a more successful and enjoyable life if that is what we choose. Let's thrive, not just survive. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.